welcome to the Wild Leaf Tarot Podcast. Hi, Logan. Hello, Eddie. Yay. The wildly geeky they thems have taken over the podcast today. <laughs> for better, or for worse, it's what it is. <laughs> um, I cannot tell you how excited I am to have you here. You're like literally one of my favorite people on this entire earth. And I'm like, even though I'm living closer to you now, it's still like 15 hours too far away. <laughs> um same same in all regards it's always a good time and uh i mean there's fewer obstacles now because it's still 15 hours but at least we're like in the same time zone yes exactly and our voice notes are heard like in the same like hour that they're yeah. having to wait like 12 hours for the other person to wake up so <laughs> there is that of course you are like part vampire and sometimes don't sleep so occasionally that wasn't a hindrance <laughs> that's true that's true it is Nothing will come between me and my like voice note podcast. <laughs> Everyone should know this by now. We know your passion. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But yes, um, we share several like crossover like geeky things. So first, I feel like is like Drag Race. Of course. I think that was probably like first. Yes. Um, are you? Are you current? Did you watch the, the new UK versus the World episode? I did. Did Did you? I, I only watched like the entrances, and then we got to the workroom, and I had to like actually go to sleep so <laughs> so i was like surprised that the americans that they have on there first first off like mayhem miller iconic i love mayhem so much yes i hope that they remain like the voice of the season like in the confessional because just i just love them so much it's um, um yeah you get to the talent show portion and okay. it's they do better than last Time. The the majority of the cast was just kind of for me a question mark. There was a couple oh. like definite standouts, but largely I was just like, "Oh, you oh, no. chose that? Okay." okay. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a weird start, so oh, no. you know. Okay, okay. Okay. Oh, and also, I'm like like I'm one to talk here because my allergies are trying to murder me. But RuPaul, oh, yeah. RuPaul on that entire first episode was like. It got worse by the end. Like, by the end, the Benadryl had just taken over, and she was barely (laughs) keeping her eyes open at the judges' panel. It was... It's like, is she... Where where are those coffee enemas that she likes? Because she needs one of those now. Well, at first I was hopeful because... Okay, this... Just skip the first, like, five minutes or so if you're in... If you have... (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like, I was... Okay, so I, I... knew that Raven walking in was likely like just a gag like it was when they first walked in a couple of seasons ago for one of the shows yeah. but I was just like let Raven compete just, I need to see if Raven's actually good or not because all they've done since then is RuPaul's makeup and hair and that's all that he's done <laughs> since they, they appeared on the show and I need to actually see them be on Drag Race itself so anyway I fully agree I was really hoping that when she came out I was like oh is this finally are they finally going to commit to giving us like one of the most Right. Uh, remarkable queens, whether you love her or hate her, I feel like. Yeah, um, yeah agreed. Because she did so good on her original season, and then mm-hmm. she did so well. Wasn't she on All Stars 1? Yeah, uh, I want to say yes, but I feel like they were like an early out on All Stars 1. Uh, maybe. But yeah. Remember All Stars 1? Wasn't that like the, the couples edition where they were like tied to each other? It was. So I feel like they were an early, but maybe they weren't. I. Everything becomes a blur after season three, okay? Yeah. There's too many. But yeah, it'd be... They need to stop teasing us and just let her come back. Just let her... Or or like... Or just bring, like, on, like, the all-winter season. Like, I love that format for yes. winter season because, like, every you get to see everybody's gowns all the time. Nobody goes home. Everyone has a good time. 
like just have like an iconic season again like that because it was the best. It literally was. Yeah, I'm done for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so so we have like Drag Race that we talk about almost on a weekly basis mm-hmm. because Drag Race <laughs> has never ending seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've all, I mean, just in general, like just general geekiness, like D and D stuff, which we played. I mean, I I think I DM'd a couple of games that we've been in together. Yes, some of which that were more like uh, traditional swords and sorcery vibes yeah. and others that were like kind of like mm, what if the adam family was full of like assholes instead of like kooky lovable weirdos and it was very victorian english and um surprisingly that one was more violent and bloody than the <laughs> than the traditional D. <laughs> i think it's a traditional D one no one was used to fighting yet, so no one. Everyone ran away. I feel like when we played with Claire, she ran away. Like <laughs> Way to, to like, drag her. <laughs> well, it was just very funny because I'm I'm used to like thinking about Claire playing like WoW and whatever, and like going into battle or doing what because WoW was not like an unviolent game, right? Correct. But but they just kept like trying to get steal stuff from people <laughs> constantly. Oh. <laughs> Which I guess that's what a rogue does, but also, like, well, <laughs> we're trying to fight here, so. I think after, now that she has put in probably five to nine hundred hours on Baldur's Gate 3, I think it, the next time we do, like, a traditional D&D, I think she'll be totally versed in, like. She'll understand. Yes, yeah. like, this yeah. is how a rogue can absolutely wreck an entire party and, yes. like, not take a scratch. Right, um, right. Yeah, because I don't think they diverged from playing a rogue yet in all 987 hours. No, she knows herself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But speaking of Baldur's Gate, um, yours truly has been writing an obnoxious amount of fan fiction. And I'm just finishing up one this morning. It's so good. Well, the thing is that this is for like a Valentine's Day event that I'm in a discord with oh. so someone's doing the artwork and I'm doing like the story itself. And I volunteered for two of them because they needed like an additional writer. And so I finished one that, that featured Harlip and Asterion. <laughs> and then this, the second one is very unhinged where it's featuring your gear and, and Raphael. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's Valentine's day. Valentine's Day. Okay. Very, very violent. <laughs> and, and just very unhinged. So I will send these to you on the side. I don't think I'm brave enough to send them out into the world yet. Please but. send them to me on the side. I know that people really lose their shit for like, oh, one of the love interests is gargantuan and like eight feet tall and muscular. And the yes. other one is dainty and can fit in a cupboard. And yeah, I could see that working for the two of them. Yeah, the, that, that, <laughs> that size difference does matter. Mm. But it's, it's it's because like Yu-Gi-Oh, like it's under the contract with Raphael. It's not a very loving union that is transpiring. So yeah, sometimes it's that way. So yeah, yeah. but I know that with you playing uh, Baldur's Gate, that your number one romanceable character is Gale, from what I remember. He that is I, that may have yeah. changed in the past twenty hours. Okay, so like I would have been very happy going for Will. Um, right which I know in our chaotic evil friend group is not always like a popular opinion. Um, But I don't know. He's just so sweet. And I feel like they did him really dirty because he's the only companion that you don't get 
more intimate scenes with. And like if, yeah. if they were writing him as, I don't know, Ace or Demi or something like that, then I could see that making more sense. But I didn't, I don't know. I didn't get that vibe. Um, but yeah. Uh, but then Gail is just such. I remember. Mm. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I've just, Gail always and forever, I will stand. Um, I still judge people online who are just like, how can I get with the wizard? Whatever. He's not over his ex-girlfriend. And I'm like, he's not pining for her. He just like acknowledges that she is alive and the source of his magic. Like, what do you want from him? Grow up. <laughs> well, it's like what other person has not entered into another relationship thinking about their previous partner. First of all, <laughs> first of all. Second, secondly, <sighs> I have more of a problem with people who are like, why am I giving him a magical item? Dude, you're not going to need these boots. These, you're a paladin. You don't need these like fire boots. Just give him the fucking boots. All of these things tell me that they're selfish, and they they need to grow up. (laughs) But uh, but, you know, like for me, I've only um, romanced Astarian. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have to. I'm playing Astarian's origin stories. I can romance Gale because I like Gale. But when Astarian's right there, I just can't leave him. It's a toxic relationship. <laughs> We're learning your so, your fantasy type. This is true. Uh, but I also wanted, I really wanted to like Will because, I mean, the 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 character himself is extremely attractive and, like, very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like, too sweet where, okay, so at first, uh, because Gale was too nice at first, I doubted that he was authentic <laughs> and wanted to kill him. Oh man! I'm like you all are too earnest. You're too nice. Like, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. Um, but from what I remember hearing, they completely redid Will's storyline like last minute. So I yeah. Think that's also, why it was fucked up? He was supposed because, to. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm just. Yeah, go. No. <laughs> I'm like you'll know more as the Will lore. Doubtful, very doubtful. Um, I just remember reading that in the beta or whatever, he had like a very roguish, sexy personality, um, mm-hmm. which the visual of Will, and then right. he's a warlock. And if had he been like roguish and charming and sly and probably very sexually forward, um, I would have stood no chance. Real life, in game, either way, I'm done for. <laughs> <laughs> For me, what's um, really cute is that the voice actor, I think I think he announced on his Twitch stream that he's non-binary or they're non-binary. Oh, you better work. I think because that was like the someone um, I was like on their live stream. They're like, I didn't hear very well. But did he just say he was non-binary? So anyway, I it's he they I'm not sure yet, but it's potential for being a non-binary person. I don't think what? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. It's okay. No. Sorry, being Trixie, just constantly <laughs> interrupting everybody over here. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I, just, I, I don't think I've actually seen a picture of oh. the actor. Let me look that up right quick. I'm oh. so sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're very attractive. Extremely attractive. Their name is Theo Solomon, I think is their name. Oh. Okay, yeah. Hi. very sweet person and they were saying like how they really love playing will because of all the romance lines and how like those are his favorite lines like oh my gosh anyway so uh i just just like you're just a sweetie and i want to like will more because you're such a sweetheart i just can't take (laughs) it seriously (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's very, he's just old fashioned and there's yeah. a place for that. Um, yeah. I'm just yeah. a whore. So <laughs> I'm like, we've been on two dates now and nothing has happened. Do you even like, you think I'm hideous, don't you? Oh no, no. Do not talk to me about this. After romancing a Darian and then going to the desert that is Gale, when you don't get any, you don't get anything like even viable on the, on the party night. He's just like, Whew. oh, yeah, I like you a lot. I have these feelings. Now I have this uncomfortable boner. I need to go high. That's how it feels. <laughs> and so I'm just so funny. I didn't fancy him on the, on the party night with the goblins. I was like, oh, I guess he doesn't like me. Did I do something wrong? And then I fi- figured out. I think I asked you. I was like, I'm having a personal time <laughs> here. Scale hate me. Okay, I forgot about that. That is very valid. Um, yeah. I've also seen a lot of people talk about romancing Minthara, who is like, you know, our evil princess option of a companion. Um, I'm curious about that, but honestly, I kind of want my next, because I want to do a a girly playthrough where it's an all-female party, um, Uh and I want to romance either Lazelle or Shadowheart, and I don't Mm -hmm. know which one, because both of them have such beautiful character arcs over the game. Uh, but Shadowheart is just, she's become so bay by the end. Oh, okay. Oh my, like, I, I would take a knife for her. She's, oh. I love her. <laughs> that is your opinion. That oh! <laughs> Did you ever, we can talk about this uh, off. No, no, no. We can talk but, about this now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, take her down the less um, sinister less route? Oh, oh, I took her down the goody two-shoes route. And you still didn't like oh. her by the end? Even at the reunion at the end? No. Oh. Okay. No, 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 no. I have not gotten to the reunion yet. Oh. Because remember, I'm on Mac. And so that doesn't happen until like months and a half later. That's right. And so I'm still on a playthrough that, and then I, okay, so so then that Mac update came out. Then my, um, my hard drive like crashed. And so I wasn't able to like keep that same game. So I have had to start from scratch. Oh like, no! Four times. Shit. So so my current playthroughs are me as a dirge paladin that I'm gonna recast as a monk because I hate paladins so much. It's like <laughs> such a struggle for me to be a dirge paladin. Are you kidding me? It's like <sighs> like I'm trying to hit stuff and it's I just hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> the Starian origin story, which is like the one that I'm currently like active on because I want to get. Because I'm writing like my AU like fan fiction about like Astarian and Gale together, so I need to get in Gale's like conversational brain. So that helps me a lot, like interacting with his character conversationally, whatever. That makes sense. Um, and then, um, and then I have like a third playthrough that I want to start. Or that um, that is, uh, well, is okay. I've got to say, in Astarian's playthrough origin. I have Lazelle recast as the cleric, and it is perfection. <laughs> she hits every time. She does not miss a shot. She heals all the time. She doesn't go down after, like, one hit from an arrow. It's great. And I love Shadowheart <laughs> stealing all the lines. So. That is great, because I also love the idea of your, like, party healer who's keeping everybody alive and essentially okay. is loving magic or whatever, being the one who is also just, like, the most cutthroat, concise, right. like mean in the beginning of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, and the fact that um, that when you pick her goddess or whatever, like all the lines are changed to her goddess, which is really cool for like gift stuff because like when you get into like the the gift temple and whatever, like the, the the monastery area, like there's special lines that come out because you have her as a cleric or a, a gift character as a cleric. That's so, anyway, so cool. I think it's really cool. So anyway, I if but also I think Claire kind of read me very strongly with her shade when she said that I'm very shadow heart coded. And so I'm like, that's probably why I don't like shadow heart a lot because it's very me all the time. (laughs) I, I struggle. I struggle to, to, to make that connection just because whenever I think of shadow heart, I just think of her spouting char nonsense the entire time. Um, But then like, as far as like, you know, are arguably not arguably um, also being raised in cults, ourselves it's just i don't know i feel like it's yeah there's going to be shadow heart relations and also like lazel relatability so yeah i mean like i will like i will fight and defend for lazel any day of the week i will throw it like physically i will go I am like, and I, I don't even like romance Lazel. I've I've never slept with Lazel. Well, actually, I did once. Wow. I feel like I feel like the the, the night of the Goblin Party, I had Minthara, Lazel, and Astarian. And so, like, you know, you do the save scumming thing where you like just sample all three of them just for the lights and then come back to your game <laughs> fully. <Hail. laughs> or whatever. <laughs> A little buffet. Absolutely, that. You have to. But yes. <laughs> That, so anyway, I, that, all that to say, I need to get back and play Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> yes, you do. And I think there's a new patch coming out for like Mac um, yes. in the next few weeks or something. So there's that. Yeah. They've been adding like kisses and stuff like that. And I have yet to experience them because remember my story and just froze whenever I tried to kiss him <laughs> oh, no. at the end of my one game. And so he Shit. just kind of went blank. When he was like, yes, please kiss me. And he was less like, uh, doesn't compute. I don't know what this kissing thing is. And then, so. Uh, yes. I am very much down a Baldur's Balder, Gate hole. I've already had a cameo from Neil Newbon himself. Oh. And that, that was for my yoga graduation gift for myself. And then I'm going to try to get Tim's because I love him so much, but I don't know what I want him to say. And so he's terrified. Like, I'm fangirl scared in the background <laughs> to ask Tim for a cameo because like he's like the perfect crossover of like intellectual he's I'm pretty sure he's probably like a practitioner of the arts because he has so many witchy books on his shelf we're talking about Gail's actor right yes, yes. okay yeah I got that vibe too right right and he has a podcast <laughs> so anyway I just get flustered and cannot see my um well, honestly, my very imaginary ovaries could not handle listening to Gail's voice in podcast format. Like, oh, no. I can't. It's 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 too hot. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And people like all the time are like, "Oh, you know, oh, Tim's not that attractive." I'm like, "Have you have you seen his bookshelf? Have you seen him and his personality? <laughs> shut up." <laughs> I mean, more for me, but shut up anyway. So. <laughs> Rude. People just. <sighs> Don't want to appreciate Gale in the game or out of the game, and that's fine. He's just so sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for fangirling with me for like the past 15 minutes about Baldur's Gate. Oh, absolutely. I don't usually fangirl in person with other people because nobody understands. 
and it's a hard, it's a, it's a very hard sell to get anybody interested in if they've not played. So sorry, everybody just now. Oh no. Oh no, no. Uh, Like it's literally like romanceable Sims, which is great, but also like the fact that you can like D and D with it. That's also, it's like my two favorite things. Truly. Dating Sims and D and D. I get to get married and on like possess sinister magic. It's yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay, also, I think I'm going to, so with my Starian origin, I think I'm going to ascend a Starian so he can take <gasps> Gail's last name. Oh, wait. Because that's a thing that happens when you ascend a Starian and you have Gail and him together, he will take Gail's last name. That's so oddly specific. Married. Isn't that sweet, though? <laughs> it's, it's very sweet, and Gail has a wonderful Greek-ass last name. Right, right. And Because I, I feel like a Starian wouldn't do that for anybody else. Like, he would not take Will's last name. Like, Will Ravenguard... <laughs> A Starian Raven Guard? No, he'd not do that. <laughs> he would only yes, a Starian would. He's, he, a Starian Starian's not doing it for anybody else except for Gale, and I'm here for it. So I'll stop ranting and raving about <laughs> all the characters that are in my like little my brain, just constantly not doing anything but making little stories. But it's fine. I miss them so much. I've been forcing myself to not start a new file because, like. <laughs> I have so many things that I need to finish. And also whenever Uh I was playing, I was just not responding to text messages. I wasn't checking my uh email, my DMs. I wasn't working on anything. It was just, hi, here's like a month and a half of where'd the time go? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's bad. The bad thing thing about me is like, I would, uh, it's now balancing the fact of like, between me, like writing obscure fan fictions with these characters and also wanting to play them. It's like, okay, what do I want to do? Do the characters in my mind want to play or do the characters on the screen want to play? What do I want to do? <laughs> so that's my problem. I mean, I just love that you're immersing yourself even further into this universe until eventually the rest of us just won't exist. There's no real world. It's just all in-game friends, in-book friends. That's it. That's all you need. I mean, I cannot tell you the amount of research that I've done into you, your gear himself as like a character and how long he was in the dungeon because of Raphael. Like this, this is where, this is where my brain resides is on the wikis for all of this shit. I know Housen's last name because I know somebody who knows the original character creator and they erased it from the early data files. But I know his last name because I know people like <laughs> this is again, this is what lives in my brain constantly. It's me happy, giving me endorphins somehow. It's a beautiful little situation, and I'm happy about it. Yeah, I'm glad that you can join me on this. So, well, to get this podcast started officially, 45 minutes into our recording, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not really, listeners, we're not that bad. Um, would you like to pick the card of the day for us, Logan? <laughs> yes. Let me go ahead and do that. We haven't even mentioned our obsession with potatoes, but I'm sure it will come up eventually. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's a whole 40 minutes in itself. Potatoes and media. (laughs) Which is what? Just Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Um, I'm sure Community has a few episodes. (laughs) Okay, I am slowly shuffling over here, but getting there. I'm using... The, okay, I'm glad it's nice. Um, I'm using the seasonal fox tarot from. I can't remember the creator's name. Let me look right here and see. Eh, eh. Mint 
Yorunico. Um, and it's just this really cute little animated fox deck. And I love it. Um, our card of the day is the Two of Cups. Yay! Which I'm good for. I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's an approval over all of our banter to begin with, first of all. Yes, absolutely. It's given, it's given that a wash of like, you know what? You did the thing. It's great. And now, <laughs> the rest of the episode, we have like even more Two of Cups coming out. Fully. And it's also super cute to me. Um, I'm sure like lots of tarot decks have done this with human figures and mm -hmm. that's great. Uh, but this one has these two little like charcoal colored foxes that are holding these like big wide bowls full of water and one is holding one and tipping it into the other one's mouth and the other one is doing the same thing and it's just so cute. <sighs> I can't. It's like very, yeah, it's very anime looking and I love it. Yay! <laughs> okay, well, our first question of the episode. Wait, that is my fan fiction. That is not the outline. There we go. Okay. <laughs> we can read that. That's, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, we could pause for a commercial break and I could read you what I just wrote, but we won't do that. <laughs> On air. You would probably die of a heart attack. Okay. It's a lot. Shit. Okay. So our first question is from Joe and not friend of the podcast, Joe from last week, who was a co-host. This is a different Joe. And Joe says, uh, hi, love your podcast. I tend not to do so well in asking the cards about romantic relationships. And they tend to just say something like, it's on its way. It will happen. But not actually give a month or a year or a lifetime frame. And I get a bit frustrated. I know I shouldn't, but I do. It's okay. We all get frustrated mm -hmm. sometimes. Just throw the deck against the wall. Like I do. <laughs> okay, don't really. But I'm just saying, it's okay to get mad at it. <laughs> I've been taking dance classes and there's this cute guy, Fabio, male, he, him, Italian, that I kind of like-ish. I get friendly vibes, but lately I've been wondering if there is or could be more between us. I don't want to take a chance and ruin the dance group I'm making awkward if I'm misinterpreting, so I thought I would ask the cards about our current friend's relationship and possible evolution into a romantic relationship. Would it be good or even possible, or are we better as friends and dance partners? Thank you. Okay. Well, I gotta say, I've been here recently. Oh, a fun place to be. Oh, yeah, but it, it, it's fine. Like, yeah. It, it, thankfully, I feel like, and thankfully, in my situation, it was made pretty clear, like soon after, like talking began, that it <laughs> definitely like was more like friend vibes, whatever. So at least I got that sort of relief. But I can, I can see how, like, in a dance situation, when there is like intimacy, like physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. That's like when you're close to each other, how that can kind of make everything kind of wonky. So fully, fully yeah. that. And then, I mean, not, not to generalize, um, but I mean, I can't, I'm Italian. I feel like with a lot of Italian people, it, I would imagine it could also be confusing because they tend to be like a very warm, touchy, touchy lot. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So what question do you think we should ask first? How do you feel about like a, like a, what to expect if she does pursue something romantic maybe? Okay. 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 What to pursue. Uh, wait, what to expect if they pursue. Yeah. And then maybe after we could circle back to like what to expect if, you know, she keeps it platonic. Okay. Okay. Cool. I like it. Okay. 
when you're expecting. That's all it comes to mind every time I start that sentence. You know, so many book covers I cannot remember, even books that I love, but I remember the, the fucking art for what to expect when you're expecting. Right? Why? No idea. I have no idea. I, I think I've maybe seen the book cover like once. It's still burned and ingrained in my brain. <sighs> Good job, illustrator, for that book cover. You nailed it. Okay, so... Oh! Okay, okay. Okay. Well, uh, what did you get for the question? The first question. Okay, so I got the Six of Pentacles. I got the Three of Wands. Okay. And I got the Five of Swords. Interesting, because I also got the Three of Wands in this mix. Interesting. I was... Wondering slash hoping that there would be some crossover. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, three of wands. And then I got the page of swords as... I just picked two. So, oh. so just, to, just to recap, you got the six of pentacles, three of wands, and then what one other card? The five of swords. Oh, five of swords. That's right. That's right. Okay. And then I got the three of wands, which is our crossover card, and then the page of swords. Hmm. So kind of like what to expect. Um... To me, this sounds like a further discussion with him is necessary. Does that make sense? Yeah, I could get that, especially with the page. Um, yeah. Learning to kind of communicate these mm -hmm. feelings. And I would, I would kind of think that maybe with the Six of Pentacles, um, there might be something... I know we usually go like charitable works or whatever with the right, Six of Pentacles, right. but I do feel like there is that give and receive balance. So I feel like... Right. Um, exchange of some kind definitely would play in with that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it's, it seems like, well, especially like with the, the five of swords, like it wouldn't like, there seems to be like, like something in the mix that would be disappointing in some way, I guess that like, I don't know if it'd be like, I don't necessarily think like a partner necessarily, but just something else going on in the background that would kind of like, put a damper on things but i think that's what why a conversation is not kind of necessary before expectations are placed over things if it makes any sense i very much agree because yeah the five of swords definitely gives me like mm, maybe not like the optimal teamwork partnership type right. of vibes so something might be not not quite aligned for that yeah yeah and, and not saying that it's like horrible or impossible right but just some kind of discussion needs to happen for you all to be on the same page so that that balance is like an actual balance and not like one person is giving more than they're taking, if it makes sense. Fully that. Fully yeah. agree. Okay. So I guess we can draw cards next for uh, what to expect in keeping it like friendship, platonic vibes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> A place I am familiar with. Okay, so last night was Valentine's, of course, and I you saw that I went out on my own and like literally spent one hundred and thirty something dollars on dinner for myself. Yes. Oh my goodness, that sounds amazing. And I haven't had meat in a long time, and they only had meat on the menu. I was like, well, okay, well at least I'm gonna go out with delicious meat. <laughs> I'm glad we established like you're dying after this meal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, but it was like scallops, uh, and so I had like three scallops. That was very expensive scallops, like $10 a piece scallops. Oh. <laughs> but they were delicious. I will say they were really delicious. And then okay. like three drinks and then like a, like a really fancy roast beef. Ooh. Um, and, and I had, was talking to my friends. I was like, you ha like, I've had three drinks. 
if I say something strange or being like, hey, I'm going to go to this place, you're you're responsible for me. Like, stop me. And then they were like, you need to get on Tinder. I was like, no, I'm not. You're supposed to talk me like away from crazy, away not from pushing crazy. me into like making chaotic choices. Right? Like, I know I'm like in a new town, but no, that's not happening. I, I, <laughs> no, that's not happening. I'm not getting on Tinder in a random ass place that I don't know. I'm trying to meet someone I also don't know. While under the influence. Exactly. I mean, it's slightly intoxicated. I just came back to Airbnb and just nap. You know, just like, like my mid-30s self. You made the perfect decision. Thank you. Well, and then play Dead by Daylight, so, you know. Okay, okay. So we are we, go, we are going for some scares. Yeah, we, some, some, some scares. So, okay, let me draw cards. I'm distracting myself. Okay. okay. Well, while I'm drawing cards, if you want to tell everyone what cards you got. Yeah, yeah, sure. I got the Nine of Pentacles, Justice, and the Knight of Cups. Okay, I got the Three of Swords, and in this deck it's called the Tethered One, but I believe, okay, what is 12 in tarot? Hanged Man. Hanged Man, right? Mm. Okay, okay. So those are the two cards I got for Platonic Friendship. Okay. Interesting. Okay, what were your cards one more time? So I had Nine of Pentacles, mm -hmm. Justice, and Knight of Cups. Okay. And then you had Three yeah. of Swords and Hanged Man. Hanged Man. What, do you, what are you feeling from your set of cards? Okay, from my set, I, I would think that Remaining Platonic could kind of help that status quo continue to flourish and be a good time. But that doing so might like bring up some frustrated feelings because maybe your, you know, their attraction might not um, simmer down as quickly as they would like it to. You're right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with the attraction not being like, it's kind of like when you're saying you're platonic friends, but you're hoping for something more. If that's the reason why you're wanting to remain platonic friends, you'll be disappointed from my cards. Does that make sense? Like, if there's an emotive for being platonic friends in the mix, then you're going to be disappointed. But if you're going to go into this platonic friendship with actual, like, I just want to be friends, it won't be disappointment. Does that make sense? I totally get that. Because, like, with Hanged Man, it's kind of like you're waiting for him to kind of, like, change his mind and see, and you're going to get a heartbroken if you do it that way with those motives. I like that a lot because I feel like that ties in to Knight of Cups, maybe thinking a bit too romantically or dreamily. Like, not romantically in the sense of heart-to-heart -heart romance, but just in the idea right. of having this, like, kind of rosy-colored view yeah. of yeah, a situation. Exactly. Um, right. Not that Joe has that by any means, but right. oh, yeah, yeah. that's just the, the vibe of the cards at the moment. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I think it's the possibility of, like, in staying platonic, like, if you if you are just friends, it's going to, like, flourish with that Nine of Pentacles feel. You're just going to, you're going to have, like, a really great friendship. But if you're going into it, again, I think the motive here is really important. And that's kind of what these five cards are showing is like, you have two options. <laughs> if you go in with this motive, you're going to be really disappointed. But if you go in with like a, a pure motive of just actually being friends and enjoying each other as friends, then you're going to have a really great relationship and friendship. I can totally so, see that. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, do you think that we want to pull cards for anything else, or do you think that we, this is sufficient? Oh, I'm I am a I'm a guest here. I'm a wanderer in strange lands. I'm going to leave that up to you. <laughs> well, um, let's see. I feel like we answered all the questions. Oh, I would also just as yeah. a like a a friendly. Um, piece of something that you joe can pursue if you want to or not um for timing related questions i i really enjoy using lenormand decks because they're a bit less i don't know i feel like sometimes when i do a tarot reading i just feel like the tarot deck is just describing the water while i'm drowning instead of helping me it's just like all right. these details that i already know and it's like yeah and um whereas i find lenormand is like very can be very to the point with specifics, especially for timing stuff. So right. if it, it could just be something to, to investigate, if you're open to trying a different system that might, I don't know, might be useful. Yeah. Well, and our friend Logan here has a handful of Lenormand decks for sale in their Etsy shop that if you're interested in learning Lenormand, I think that their <laughs> books are probably my favorite about like Lenormand. Aww. I know that you I know that you pedal and push everybody else's stuff for Lenormand, like, you know, their learning books, but I honestly think that your meanings are so good and so meaningful and very, like, they change the script of, like, old fuddy-duddy Lenormand stuff, if it makes any sense. <laughs> so, um, so definitely, I will put all the links in the show notes for Logan's stuff. They, I mean, they have, I think I've talked about your amazing tarot decks begin with like <laughs> love them so much but like i honestly think that you're like king of or whatever non-binary regent of <laughs> well thank you so much that's so incredibly <laughs> kind and sweet and for the record i'm i'm totally not trying to be like you'll no, you'll find answers not. if you go yeah. buy my shit it's just no. it's a great no, system not. for that's, you know that's why i mentioned it um <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. Um, and, you know, for anyone interested in playing around with it, I do have over on YouTube, if you look up Larkin Legend, I do have like a Lenormand learning series for beginners that's totally free. And it's super easy to make your own deck if you don't want to buy one, if you just have like a deck of playing cards on hand. Anyway, this is not the Wildly Lenormand podcast. It's it, the... <laughs> it, can, it can be, believe me. We are what? We're only like 30 minutes into this podcast. We can make it anything we want to be, Okay. <laughs> I, I, I said from the beginning, we are like the geeky they thems takeover. Okay, like <laughs> Holly's not here to make sure that we're staying in line. So it reminds me of something that the uh, I want to say it's the barefoot contessa, right? The cooking show lady. Oh yes, uh-huh. said, um, which I, I learned from Matteo Lane because he thought it was just oh, yes. so weird, and I was like, yeah, that is weird, but I love it. And she's like, uh-huh. you know what they say sometimes. When the when the cat's away, the mice do like to have fun, and it's just like <laughs> you're so close. But what the fuck? <laughs> what happened here? I like I don't want to. This is horrible. But I like I kind of found like Mateo Lane like a couple of weeks ago. I would say. Like, oh. Well, and if he, I, I've known of them. I've seen him like going on like Bob Bob's YouTube or yeah. like YouTube. I've seen these things. I just haven't associated the name with him or his stand-up, whatever. Like, because I don't, I don't listen to a lot of stand-up comedians because I feel like they punch down a lot, and so like Fully. I'm very picky about stand-up. I would. Um, he, okay. he has just quick. He has one free on YouTube called Hair Plugs and Heartache, uh-huh. 
And I totally recommend watching that. It's probably like 50 minutes long, but I, okay. I've i seen him here and there on socials for a few years now, and I never I never found him that funny. But over the last oh, yeah. year or so, he's been cracking my shit up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's he, he talks about the Barefoot Contessa in that special. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, so yeah. That, so that's where, okay. That's where. Because, well, because I think I found him when he was trying to, to describe, like, what tops and bottoms were to somebody. Oh. Like, he asked <laughs> what a top and a bottom was or something. Was it musical? I, yes, it was yes. semi-musical, and I cackled <laughs> through the whole thing, because he made himself laugh, which is the funniest part, that's... to be honest. Because when a comedian makes himself, like, I crack myself up all the time. Because I feel like I'm honestly one of the funniest people I know. I mean, facts. <laughs> so to see him crack himself up was just a joy. So delightful. What a what a silly little. I was about to say Italian uh, little gay man, but he's uh-huh. what did he call himself? The the trifecta of Catholicism because he's Italian, Mexican, and Irish. So oh, okay. <laughs> all of the guilt, but he's such a good time. It's, it was so much fun. So anyway, so you mentioned him and I was like, oh, yeah, uh, his partner was with Bob on YouTube the other day. Cause now I'm getting all the content. Do you see that where they were trying hot wings? No, but his partner is. Words fail the attractiveness level. Words fail. Oh, really? Have you not seen him? I, very, uh, I, seen him. I don't find him very attractive. Wait, we're talking about. Um... Tall, lanky, blonde. No, 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 no. Oh, I mean, I'm sure that's Nick. I'm sure he's a, oh, that's a, okay. like his best friend. I'm sure that's, oh, okay, 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 okay. there's somebody for everybody. I'm not, he's not my type. No, he married this, uh, Latino model. Okay. I'm looking it up on Google. Please do. He is painfully beautiful. I can't remember his name. Oh my gosh. How <laughs> like how? It's painful. It's painful. And the two of them together, burn it, throw it away. No, no, no people, neither of them should be that beautiful. And then to be together, get the fuck out of here. I know. Like, <laughs> you don't disgust me, leave this earth immediately. It's very that. No. <laughs> okay, so, so apparently, okay, so Nick, is that their name, Nick? Yeah, he's, he sounds Bob? like Squidward from Spongebob. Yes, he does, yeah. he does. He looks like Squidward as well. So, <laughs> he, uh, he had on Bob last week for his episode and they were trying hot wings from a place. I love it already. And even the most mild one without any pepper or anything on it, he was already like choking on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's got the funniest like non-hot wings hot wings try out ever. Thank you for telling me about this. Bob turned into like the most mothering person I've ever seen them (laughs) as. Like, like He's like, so it was like Bob was trying to like usher them through childbirth. Like, do you need a napkin? Don't touch your eyes. Don't touch your face. Like, it was so I mean, like, Bob saw that Nick might've died is the thing with that, yes, that frail true. white constitution. Yes. Like, <laughs> he's like, like literally Nick is like the Victorian doll. Like, that's emaciated. Oh, sweet baby. Also, this is just like peak queer culture we're talking here so this is all going to speak to a very specific <laughs> subset of the audience that listens to our podcast yeah sorry about it it's good though it's good shit well that's what i i was like literally having a conversation with someone the other day about like how like like bisexuals specifically who like aren't queer otherwise they're just you know cis bisexuals that they don't like 
put themselves in queer culture. So they think that, like, literally, I had a conversation with someone who's bi friends. They're husband and wife. They both say they're bi. And they think that the word sachet is is homophobic. Sachet? Like, sachet, right? <laughs> that, that it's, and I'm like, what? Like, it's, it's, they were like, it's very, like, uh, what is, what was the exact word they use? Like, it's, it's, oh, like, when gay men have a lisp, it's very, like, essential. Oh. Does that make sense? I don't know what word I'm trying to think of. I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I can't right. make sense of what they're saying, but I get what right, you're saying. Yeah. Right, you get what I'm saying. Like, they, that's what their reason is. Like, oh, that they're just putting, like, all, you know, all gay people in a box saying they shashay. And I'm like, like, literally every, like, club hit that I've heard in the last three years has had sachet in it. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, so, you know. like, I'm like, I'm like, I, can, I need, I need people to do the work and actually, like, like, consume material that's more than just, like, drag race, that's more than just, like, your little bubble of whatever you think, you know, queer culture is. Like, it's like queer culture through straight lens. I'm it- like, no, no, no. It's very that, and it totally happens. Like, there's no shame in it, because, like, even whenever I first left uh, the Jehovah cult, um, I was, like, I don't know. I was 22 or 23. I had never watched an episode of Drag Race. I'd never been to a drag show, and it was all just very foreign. And uh, that's nice, but it's not for me um, type of shit. And then once I finally got uh, dragged into the spaces and... Let go of my like internalized homophobia and stuff. Um, it, shit was a real good time, right? Right? Because that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like when they're saying like, "Oh yeah, they only go to all the straight clubs whenever they go out." And I'm like, "Okay, that's that's sad. That's, that's sad." First of all, because that sounds very boring, <laughs> and also just like you're you're sort of like keeping a part of yourself like captive. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, not engaging in this part of you, like. For me, it was that step from like, like okay, well, oh, I'm I'm bi, okay, great, and then to like, well, now like I'm non-binary, like that was like a discovery that was a surprise to me because <laughs> I just never considered it, you know. I, even though like from the age of like 13, I had said to mom like specifically like, I don't know, like I can't do girly stuff, like I do braided hair, like or makeup, like that's just not I I will do these things, but it's just not me, like. That was me at that age trying to explain non-binariness, but I didn't have the vocabulary or the awareness that right. it was an option. You know, so if you kind of keep yourself from those spaces, you can't explore more or whatever. So, yeah. Anyway. No, I totally get that. Get, get, get into queer spaces, even if you're straight and you feel like you're the straightest person. You may be the only straight in your group, and that's totally fine. But You know, it's a, I feel like it's, it's difficult to find a bad time if you go to a gay bar. Uh, or lesbian bar, any type of queer bar, and you know you're respectful. Um, people are just down the party, so yeah, yeah. Or yeah, or just like just go as like an ally to listen and support people too. Like, I I think that there's just a lot to be said of like just being physically like supportive of people in a space. Does that make sense? I think yeah, yeah. Like you don't have to say shit if you don't want to fully. Like, just vibe. Like, just right, vibe. Exactly. You can just be there to support and throw dollars at people who need the dollars. Yes, if you go to a drag show, by all means, bring singles. Um, Not that you'll be, like, mocked out of the uh, establishment if you don't, but 
if you ever do wind up going to one and you forgot to you forget to stop at the ATM beforehand, you will feel like a dick just in your own head. Oh yeah. For being the only person not tipping this performer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even if they're like not the the greatest, who gives a fuck? You're having they're you're there for a good time. Yes. Fully. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we should get to the second question. I mean, possibly. <laughs> I, I guess. Because I am quasi on a time schedule. So oh, right, right. Okay. Uh, but, oh, well, first of all, I'll close out. Like, Joe, if you have any other questions, let us know. I'm sorry we got on a tangent. But ADHD and we love each other as Logan and myself. So we don't get to talk. <laughs> Thank you for understanding. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so this one we have is from... My job is awful, but at least I have one question mark, which is a very pretty name. Um, I love that name. It's <laughs> my drag. It's my next drag name. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. So they go by she, her, um, their question. I hate my job. I've been saying that for years, but recently they've done a lot of restructuring slash reorganizing. And the manager that I really enjoyed working with was pushed out. My team and I are now under someone that I don't feel very positively about as it relates to work and helping us accomplish the goals that upper management has set for us. The problem is I keep hearing about slash reading about mass layoffs at other companies, and it seems like everyone says they're hiring, but they really aren't. So I guess I'm wondering, is it worth it to try and find a job in this situation or wait it out? So I guess I'm hoping the cards can give advice on two things. One is now a good time to look for a new job or should I wait it out? And then two, should I be looking in the field I'm currently in, operations at a major bank slash finance, or looking for something different? Okay. So I think that their questions are good enough. Like looking for a new job or wait it out is question number one. Mm -hmm. I, I need to finish that num there, number one. <laughs> and then question number two, uh, they look in like, looking the field they're currently in or looking for something different. Yes. So there are like four different piles of cards, but maybe just like, just like having like, you know, that whenever the cards come out, like it'll tell us whether to wait or to look now. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 No, I agree with that. Okay. Fully. So so new job, getting it out. Let's see what the cards will say. What are you getting? Okay, I got the Hermit, the Ace of Wands, and the Knight of Pentacles. Okay. Okay, I can see that being a thing okay. here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What did you get? Uh, I got the Page of Cups, mm -hmm. the Ten of Cups, okay. and I, don't kill me. I technically have four. I have the... That's okay. That's <laughs> I have the Nine of Pentacles and then the Eight of Wands fell out. Oh, okay. So that means they, I see, I was getting vibes that they need to do it now. And then with that eight of wands that flew out, it's like, they were like, right now, you need to look for the new job right now. So, yeah. <laughs> with, so what were yours again? I'm sorry. Cause I had nine, That's 19 fine. of them. <laughs> That's okay. The hermit, the ace of wands and the knight of pentacles. So to me, it's like, you're, you're feeling even more isolated than you were beforehand, but now is the time to start things moving. Cause that knight of pentacles is slow moving. 
but with that ace of wands sort of like that fire underneath like it seems like it's gonna be like a longer hiring process potentially for where they're going next so they need to start everything now in my from my set of cards is what it feels like that's so. really smart i like that a lot uh the the page of cups was also giving me sort of like some of those beginning inklings dreaming about what to do next um, and then with the 10 of cups and the nine of pentacles, I was sort of getting the vibe of like preparing as well. And then whenever, whenever some of the other background information they gave us has like no longer become a, a weight or a hindrance to just be prepared to shoot forward, um, get your resumes in order, like do be doing all the, the stealthy, stealthy hunting on the sly. Right. Right. Yeah. Because like I said, I think with this Knight of Pentacles, since the Knight of Pentacles is just slow moving, I think it's like getting everything on the front end done and just starting to, starting the process now is going to be way more beneficial than kind of like waiting for something to come along. So, or waiting for like something to happen on their end for them to pull the trigger. I fully agree with that. So, okay, cool. Look at us. I know. We got a clear answer <laughs> from the tarot. Thanks for not reading and being shady cards. Okay. I know. <laughs> Um, and then the second question is, should they be looking in the field they're currently in, which is um, operations at a major bank in finance, or looking for something different? How do you want to deal with this question? Um, in the same way, like, if pentacles come out, like, finance stuff will be beneficial? I think so. I feel like that's easy enough to, that you know, it can give us, Tara's chatty enough to give us enough context without having asked two individual questions. No, I was laughing at your little uh, your little song there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the loading music. <laughs> I'm just really happy right now. This is what happens when I'm happy. I have a song in my heart, and it just comes out. It's beautiful. So, <laughs> I never get to not that I never have a happy song. I hold I hold back and mask a lot, so I'm like at a point where I'm not masking because I'm tired slash in in with one of my favorite people. Well, good, because this is what we want all the time. I'm okay. speaking for everybody. What card did you get? <laughs> so I, I, um, I, I have a pull that made me smirk a little bit. So I have the, the Queen of Wands, okay. the Knight of Wands, okay. and the King of Wands. <laughs> and I swear the deck was like shuffled as shit, like... I keep my shit randomized, like intentionally. Yeah. Whenever I'm shuffling cards back into it that I've just pulled from a reading, I make sure they're not next to like the same suit or anything. <laughs> so there's that. Okay, okay. Well, I think my cards will illuminate at least things on a different side. So I got the Three of Wands and the Eight of Cups. So I definitely think it's time to move on from this career or whatever your next step is moving on to or planning to move on to a different um, field of work. I love now, that. With the wands, I have no idea. So I have ideas as far as the courts okay, go. Your ideas? Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> so for me, um, with the queen of wands, I could see that as kind of being like finding the 
bravery, the determination, the willingness, the nerve, if you will, to pursue something that's a little bit off the beaten path, maybe something that is tied to one of their passions or something that they feel passionately about. Um, and then with the Knight of Wands, I could see that being as like a, a warning, like you're going to need to maintain your enthusiasm because you're going to need the energy to get the, get to the end of the track here. And then the King of Wands to me says that some trailblazing okay. will be required possibly. Um, and that if there's somebody else maybe in their community or like in their social, even like professional network, obviously maybe not at the job they're currently at, but uh, right, right. that has maybe done something similar or as with switching fields, if that's what they want to do, um, that yeah, maybe talking to another trailblazer could be something helpful. Mm. Look at that. You are like the the non-binary king of court cards. <laughs> Don't put that out there. <laughs> no, no, no. Because really good. For me, I was just like, meh, yeah, you're just gonna have lots of lots of energy. It's, <laughs> it's very yeah, anytime it's like a bunch of court cards, it's always just like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> it's so daunting. Like, especially when they're all the same suit and you're like, damn it, yes. I have to figure out all the differences between all these min the minutiae between all these different cards. Are you kidding me? It is exactly yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So so well well done. I think that's Thank you, thank you. Yes. So so yeah, um, I think that we've answered your question. My job is awful, but at least I have one. Um, I hope that this was insightful and keep us Same. updated if there are any like things coming on the, down the pipeline. But obviously, like I really feel like to get the jump on things, especially because that eight of wands like flew out of the deck. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good luck in yeah. in navigating that, and uh, we hope you wind up somewhere where you feel appreciated and valued and like treated well and emotionally fulfilled and all that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. Agreed. This Agreed. is going to be a small commercial break because one of our dear listeners is us uh, doing a tarot related campaign on Kickstarter um, that marries D and D like sort of RPG stuff with tarot and it's called divination RPG. And it is a rich role-playing experience where tarot's essence fuses with tested true RPG mechanics, making each card flip as satisfying as the roll of a d20. A fresh and transformative take on tabletop role-playing, Divination not only uses tarot cards in place of dice, but it also integrates the symbolism and tradition of tarot throughout. Uh, they, to explain the game a little bit, they have uh, this paragraph, like, four players share control of a single hero each playing an inner aspect of that hero defined by archetypes from the tarot. It's a bit like the Pixar movie Inside Out, but instead of joy, anger, disgust, and fear, you may have the fool, the emperor, the hermit, and the magician. And tarot cards aren't just used for popping narrative ideas. The divination RPG uses genuine RPG mechanics with just the right amount of crunch as decisive and as satisfying as rolling dice. So uh, if you have any questions in our Discord... Um, you can come and ask about the the project, but it's on Kickstarter right now, and the links are going to be in the show notes if this sounds right up your geeky little tarot alley. So, so yeah, sounds and, great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, so yes, <laughs> I'm very excited about this, and it may be something where Holly and I can, when it's once it's been published, do a little bit of something on the show with it. Oh, or that'd be bring so fun. Raiders, which would be fun. Just because, like, I like there's a few like TTRPGs that are like tarot related. Like, there's like one one person like where you just a singular person just draw a tarot card to do to work through the RPG, which is fun. Mm -hmm. But using it like this, like an inside out sort of like archetypal sort of thing, 
like Bluebeard's Bride, I think also is kind of similar in like this, where like you play an aspect of the bride um, in that RPG. It's I'd really like this sort of thing where you're all playing like one character together, but different personality types and have that conflict there. So yes, fully. Okay. So are you ready for our deck of the week, Logan? Always. Okay. So our deck of the week is wooden tarot and contrary to the title, the tarot is deck itself is not wooden. It was <laughs> initially, initially, I believe illustrated like on wooden, like, like flayed cards, I guess. Flayed. Yeah. Slice. I think they like painted them on like wood planks or whatever the correct terminology for that would be instead of like a regular canvas. Right. Right. Exactly. Instead of yeah, linen so, or whatever. Right. So like, so there's like a definite feel of, uh, like, that the colors aren't meant for different canvas, I guess it makes any sense. Like it's not like in procreate where it's like, like on a white background or whatever. Yes. It makes sense where, where it's digitally enhanced. It's definitely has a, a feel of like earthiness. Um, mm-hmm. But the deck itself was created by Andrew Schwartz and they are freelance artist and illustrator. Their artwork is typified by dreamlike, faintly creepy and macabre fantasy wildlife, which is very, very obvious in this deck. Mm-hmm. And they're, Mostly a self-taught artist and are inspired by cartoons, video games, scientific illustration, and tattoo work. This was all I could find on Andrew. So, Andrew, if you're listening to the podcast, please finish your website so we can know more about you and obsess over you like you've obsessed over this deck. Okay. He is he's a mystery. He's a hermit. He's out here in the desert just, like, disappearing for weeks at a time and reemerging with beautiful new, like, desert-inspired art, especially oh. lately. Um, so, yeah, he gives me, like... Um, not the Skeksis from the Dark Crystal, but the other, the other oh, race. Um, yes. The Mystics. Is it the Mystics? I think. I think so. I think. Yeah, it gives me. It gives me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also about uh, Andrew is it, okay. So th- we were originally going to um, review. Sorry, I'm about to like burp all of a sudden. <laughs> okay, um, we were going to review like the Wooden Tarot and. Earthbound Oracle together because we both really like those decks and I think that they work really well together as a set but Earthbound Oracle I believe just sold out like last week and they're usually they're pretty good about restocking their decks um so we're going to hold off on Earthbound Oracle for this week but I believe Andrew is on like an art circus like a circus circus I wish <laughs> an like an art circuit, like an oddities art circuit thing. I think I saw on their Instagram. So, like, so if you like go on their Instagram and you see them traveling near you, you may be able to buy these decks directly from them and see all their cool artwork and stuff because it's they're like they're it's like mind blowing their artwork in my opinion. So it really is. Yeah, it kind of gives me like some of it because it's it, it runs a pretty large gamut um, as far as styles and subjects and things like that but to me it, it also kind of gives like if the last unicorn and dune got together okay yes um, it gives me that <laughs> yeah yeah very much that i think if you really like um black of the moon claire's like artwork like the the victorian macabre stuff you would love this like their um andrew's macabre like wooden tarot because it has more to do with like animals stuff and like like the natural earth weirdness than it does like Victorian death so, stuff. Does that make sense? It's a similar vein. It makes so much sense. And I'm amused because I literally just did like a, 
um, deck pairing YouTube video yesterday. Uh-huh. And one of the pairs I talked about is one of my faves ever since like years ago. And it's pairing yeah. the wooden tarot with the arcana of astrology. Yes. Because, but I could also see it with like Claire's other decks because they both have that sort of like tea stained um, right. background color going on. And something about the tones of their work I find very similar. Agreed, agreed, agreed. I love it. Oh, I'm a, now I'm even more obsessed. I'm like, why can't I be at home to get all the decks in front of me <laughs> on my bed? Like, I want pictures later. <laughs> I need swimming in the cards and just like all over my body. <laughs> so, so uh, we can find the deck only on Etsy. Be careful because there are people who will um, like try to sell it other places, but Andrew is specifically only on Etsy. Mm. So uh, the links in the show notes will lead directly to their Etsy site for you to be able to purchase directly from them. Um, the, the deck itself has a full 78 tarot cards and a happy squirrel card uh, for listeners who are not of the like her of the younger generation, this happy squirrel card, I think originated from the Simpsons, if I remember correctly. Yep. There's an episode where the family goes to like a carnival or circus or something. And Lisa goes off on her own and runs into a fortune teller. See, I knew you would know this. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have a happy squirrel card in one of your decks. So. I do. So I wanted to look the shit up to make sure I uh, <laughs> yeah. knew it was up. Um, actually, these cards feel very similar also to Claire's deck as well so i'm wondering if they have the same printer for their deck i've wondered that as well because the the yeah the finish the thickness mm-hmm. everything is very similar the, the tuck box is very similar so mm-hmm. uh yeah it's, it's standard tarot size 300 gsm custom tuck box there is no guidebook and they say that from the beginning like you're supposed to read these intuitively and they also say that there's no companion booklet and that the creator recommends folks use another guide published for the RWS deck instead, which I thought was hilarious. I, <laughs> he was like, I spent hundreds of hours painting. I have more paintings to do, so I have to pay rent. Like I can't stop right. to write a book. I will say though, if you go on Facebook and I can try to get you a, a link after we're done oh, yeah. recording, there's a Facebook study group for this deck. Uh, and I've heard okay, that okay. it's really good. And also our friend, um, our friend T, at Cosmic oh, yeah. Creeper has a really great uh, deep dive into the deck on her YouTube. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I'll make sure to put those links as well because this, I will say, okay, because the suit changes, I was very confused mm-hmm. when they announced the suit changes and what they were because I had t- thought totally opposite. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, okay, this makes more sense now. So anyway. Yeah, no, um, totally. So that's going to be help, very helpful for people. Because I think it's really cool that um, Andrew's like, um, I'm not writing a guidebook. You can figure it out yourself because I think people depend too much on guidebooks for things at times, as you know. Yeah. But at the same time, because this deck is very niche, I I like to just read about the artwork and why the art mm-hmm. was chosen. You know, like same. So in that way, I'm like, womp womp. I kind of want a guidebook for that. And I you know, about meanings. I'm I'm fully with you. Like I do get yeah. that. Like sometimes people like having guidebooks just because there's so much going on in their mind throughout the day that they don't have the, mm-hmm. the bandwidth to dedicate 78 card meetings. Right, and right, you know, right. that's a totally valid uh, way to read. Um, yeah. But I have noticed that a lot of people, sorry, like different topics slightly with yeah. this deck. I've, I've uh, seen a lot of people be like, mm, it's gorgeous, but it looks too like, um, I, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do with the imagery. And oh, to which uh, I will say, I don't think this deck is any more difficult to 
learn to work with in the wild unknown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's honestly a lot more thoughtful choices in this deck than in the Wild Unknown. And uh-huh. people, myself included, managed to learn that deck. And so I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know why that the, uh, <laughs> why why that deck gets a little bit more slack and grace when it comes to like, it's challenging, but worth it. Um, I mean, we're also talking, well, a white woman did that deck. And, and it's like a very, um, how do I say, like, rich white aesthetic coded if it makes any sense like she's very trendy (laughs) as well like very (laughs) untrendy uh and there are reasons why she's not being supported anymore you know like yeah (laughs) so (laughs) sadly (laughs) sadly problematic because you know because i think that it like i mean we wrote about it in the book where i think it was a very like a very good deck for a good time like Mm -hmm. breaking down those walls of needing a guidebook that makes any sense like where it was like, no, it's more intuitive. But I also think because of the cult behind the wild unknown itself, it's kind of like, is a different monster now with other nature decks. If it makes sense. I could see that. And like, no, not trying to completely utterly shade it. Like it is a gorgeous deck. Um, oh, yes, it is. Yes, but yeah, you know, <laughs> all the yeah. other parts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, I think that in like, in, in many ways, like, the deck it's I've, i think from the beginning i've said i don't like to read with the deck and i've had a very hard relationship because there are some cards that don't make any sense in the context even when reading like the guidebook so i think this deck from the get-go the wooden tear from the get-go is like no you're going to read the way that you're going to intuitively read this deck and you're going to look at the symbols and figure it out yourself you know sort of thing and i don't think there's that balance there's that wall there that i feel with the, the wild unknown I could see that. And I'll also say, I think it's, I think it's better to, if you have to choose between, uh, getting a guidebook that is shit and, uh, uh, getting a deck that you just have to use another guidebook with. Um, I don't know. Or I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like if I had to pick between either not writing a guidebook or making one that was very unhelpful, I also would choose to just not write one because that wild right. unknown one, oh my God. It's a bunch of war spells. It's so bad. Like even even like like I've had to like when writing the book, I would even have to go to outside sources to see if I could parse through <laughs> what they were meaning in the book. Does that make sense? Like like no, I follow. There are, there are reasons why people other people got famous because of the wild unknown, and that's because that we needed additional content. <laughs> so, right. So anyway. To lead us to us uh, uh, talk about the wooden tarot yes. level of reader, I think that it would be like a like a mid beginner. I think, like yeah. if you were willing to put in the work, I feel like a beginner, like a beginner ish, would be good. Not not pure beginner, but like yeah. a step above. Like, like if you've been reading for a few months, yeah. you're somewhere between beginner and intermediate, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, for a beginner, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's because of some name changes. Okay, so the suits are the things that have been changed. Um, no, from, from what I was seeing, there were no name changes as far as like major arcana or, um, even court cards. Right. That makes any sense. So the stones are replaced the wands and that means fire. Okay. I thought the wands, I mean, I thought that the, the stone suit was for earth. So I thought pentacles. I could totally but, see getting there. I immediately loved it as wands because of the whole crystal uh, crystal energy right. thing. Right. But 
like if if bones was anything for pentacles if that was anything else that was less earthy i would have been like wait right. what right. the fuck because i thought bones was swords oh <laughs> like okay got bones and swords and then uh, cups was water okay and then uh plumes i thought were wands because of anyway i was all confused <laughs> that so, is totally valid so yeah we have we have bones for pentacles, uh, stones for wands, blooms for cups, which are all flowers, and then uh, plumes with a P for swords, which are all arrows. Yes, yes. So, uh, so don't read them like me. Um, I was a, not a dumb dumb, but like a very con- elementally confused. Elementally like, confused. I was like, where am I missing a suit somewhere? Anyway. So, um, also, I thought it was interesting that they included a god of a suit. So they have the king, queen, knight, page is normal, but there's also like a god card, which are the god cards are really pretty. Yes, and, and it's so cool. <laughs> do you do you know from your study group why they were included? I I do not because I will confess. By the time I learned about the study group, I was already using the deck, so I was like, nah. okay. um, but I do know that they replaced the aces. Okay. Okay. So oh, they did. Okay. Okay. I'm curious if we're going to like more of a, you know, deities forming the land before life and other forces okay. can spring up kind of thing. Like this is the origin of the suit. Okay. Um, okay. Or if they were looking at it as like a, you know, Jack queen, King ace situation. Right. And maybe the, okay. the God is the highest. Okay. I don't know which one it could be neither of those things, but I mean, it's better than my explanation, which was that I didn't even notice that there was no ace in the deck. So. <laughs> <laughs> how observant I am. It wasn't really for me to look out for. So fully. Okay. So yeah. Um. So, what are your favorite cards in the deck? Okay. So we talked about this briefly before we started recording, and it cracked my shit up because I was like, Eddie, I have I have eleven cards. Is that is that jail? Like, no, because I, I have eleven as well, which I is great. Anyway. <laughs> um. Okay. So I'm just gonna work right to left here in no particular order. I really love the star. Okay. Um, I love that one as well. Oh, that was one of yours as well. One of mine as well. Yeah, okay. Work. <laughs> um, which is just like this really beautiful, I was going to say lotus, but honestly the colors in the petal shape give me more like Japanese magnolia. Yeah. I think it's more magnolia-ish. And there's like a, a cicada, cicada. I never know how to pronounce that bug. I say cicada. 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 Or is that a lightning bug flying out of it? I'm just now realizing its ass is glowing, so it maybe it's like a lightning bug. Well, it's like kind of beetle-ish, because lightning be- beetles don't have, like, maybe it is. I don't know. Anyway. So we're not entomologists, is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so. There was no guidebook included. <laughs> but it's very, very beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. There's also the Eight of Blooms, which has this, like, almost like pearl crescent moon situation in the middle, surrounded by these very pretty like white with red edged petals that have been plucked from it. Uh, which I think is interesting because I, I feel like the moon looks like a, a waning crescent. So I feel like we're moving out of a phase. Um, we've shed our petals. We've done everything that we need to do here so we can move on like we do in the eight of cups. Um, so I don't know. I feel like we still get a lot of info from that, but I'll, I'll try to pick it up. I'll try to pick it up. Um, love the magician because I'm a slut for a Luna moth. Yes, I have a magician as well. It's so beautiful. And then 
Let's see. I thought the hermit the was cool. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go on. <laughs> the eyeballs of the magician was just really cool. It has like a little skull like in the middle of its like the back yes. of its head on its neck or whatever. But then like the fact that it kind of also because a lot of times the magician doesn't get that little like mysterious part of things like mm-hmm. the, the high priestess does. And I feel like this magician is very like high priestessy magician. Does that make sense? That makes like, like, sense. A little bit of mystery. There's a little bit of like, um, like honor to that where it's not like a magician like a big cop guy running in and being like, I got wands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys. <laughs> you know. I mean, <laughs> accurate. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I feel like there was a bit, a bit of softness to the magician in this one that's not usually uh, there. I totally agree with that. Okay, sorry, continue. Oh, no. Also, this is possibly unrelated, and we'll never know if this was intentional because we don't have a guidebook. Andy, um, but... Yes. Luna moths, and I'm sure there's plenty of other insects that uh, live this way, but like their entire purpose after they uh, metamorphosize or whatever is to create. Like they don't have a mouth. They're just, they live for two weeks to fuck and then they die. And so <laughs> that's having... That's way to live. Have, <laughs> uh, Baldur's Gate. Um <laughs> Having like the magician, like the big creative card in the deck, be this creature that li- literally only lives to create, I think is really nice. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the hermit because the hermit is like a bear that's sort of in- enveloped in this sort of like hooded cloak thing that is a mountain, basically. Mm-hmm. Gives yes. very like hibernation vibes. Yes. Um, we have the chariot. Oh, I have the chariot too. I oh. love. This fucking snail. It's so cute. It's so cute. And it's like we're not getting something fast. And we have mm-hmm. like the mushrooms and stuff growing on its back. So I feel like it's really driving home that like okay. any any progress is progress. Well, not only that. Okay. So these, ha- okay, Af- African snails. <gasps> That's I right. African snails. They are voracious eaters. Okay. They are not fast, but they will eat all the shit. And I feel like there's like a like making haste slowly sort of this feeling like they're eating like everything they're consuming everything but they're doing it slowly and i love that sort of feeling in the chariot because like we just get tons of fast energy all the time that's constant but there's like a slow methodicalness to their eating where they could like like they are banned in countries because they will eat everything like florida (laughs) you could not have an african snail in florida they ban them in florida because they will eat the entire i'm not even joking (laughs) They'll eat everything. So anyway, when they lay eggs, all the billions of babies, they can just like self-populate. And so like there's this sense of like taking over and consuming everything with the quick, because they literally, okay, I, I had like 14 billion of them at once. Like not even So like the fact that you can get overwhelmed so quickly by such a slow creature is ridiculous, okay? <laughs> I'm just picturing like Miami, the buildings are covered. It's very like a Kaiju Godzilla situation. <laughs> I, I wish. Oh, did, did you see? Okay, pause for a moment to commercial break for um, for Dragula. Okay, they did the whole like Kaiju like situation. Do you see that episode? I loved it so much. <laughs> I loved it so much. I, I, but they, now there needs to be like a snail situation like this. Okay, now in my brain. <laughs> The next kaiju needs to be a snail, like terrorizing plants. I'm. Oh, it could be like a like the the ants movie. 
Yes. It's just down at that level, and this is already a giant creature. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Okay, sorry. I had to, I had, my brain immediately went there to, like, I need this to be a drag look. <laughs> As it should have. It should. Okay. Um, sorry. Okay, I only have a, a small handful left. Um, I love the unicorn on the Knight of Stones. Okay. Um, I'm down for unicorns, and there are a few unicorn decks, but none of them speak to me yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I really like this one. Mm-hmm. It's it, that, That's all there is to it. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I like unicorns. So that's why I, I like you. Like yes. Love it. <laughs> Glitter, gay, hi. Um, <laughs> I also really like the sun card because I'm a slut for foxes. Oh, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Um, and so this fox has... Its head has been replaced by a giant blooming sunflower. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you have the Lenormand deck that accompanies the wooden tarot, the fox's head is in that deck. Oh, okay, okay. okay <laughs> with, okay. with I think, like little sunflower petals around the base of the neck or something. That's um, but like, I love it. It's like, yeah, it's good times. It's optimism. We're so fucking optimistic that we, we no longer have our heads and our thought processes. We are just uh-huh. a fucking sunflower. Okay. Like, hi. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then another one of fa- well, uh, the words have gone another one of my faves uh, uh-huh. reminds me of you of course because oh, you changed okay. the way I looked at this card just okay. in general not just in this deck which is the seven of swords okay so this one uh, yes it, it's um, a raven just perched on an arrow and there are like eyes sticking out of its back almost and it gives me very much like we're very aware. We're we're catching any of the sneaky sneak that might be down. Um, mm-hmm. Alternatively, maybe we're keeping like a, a bird's eye view on a situation as we're having to do our own yeah. sneaky sneak to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but the eyes on the back just get me. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. It feels very like Game of Thrones. You remember like yes. when they were on when they were actually like on the storyline <laughs> when, when the birds were so involved <laughs> and the ravens were around all the time. It reminds me very much of that like specific. It is very that. So I wonder if that... Maybe influenced a little bit? Maybe. Because, I mean, that book series was around since, what, like the early 90s or something? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Kind of like an all-seeing raven sort of situation. Yes. I mean, not that, you know, that yeah. book series originated that idea. Because I, I want to say Thor had oh, yeah, two yeah, ravens yeah. and there's other, like, mythological ravens and shit. So. Right. Um, and I have two left. I have the, okay. high, the high Priestess. Okay, I have that one as well, so nice going. Yeah. I love it. So what do you love about this one? Well, first of all, it's my tattoo on my arm, and I didn't realize it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. I was like, oh, that's my tattoo. <laughs> um, <laughs> in a different form, of course, but I think it's even the same type of whale. Yeah, it's the same type of whale. Um, but just the fact that the High Priestess, like, I just love the gentleness and the depths that the High Priestess goes to without... Um, and, and like here, like high priestess is floating in the clouds by the moon. So then the moon is kind of like the description, like the, what the high priestess, like moon, crescent moon situation. Anyway, you understand. Yeah. Um, look it up online if you know, because <laughs> Holly's not here to describe the cards for me. So you, you've got me. You've got the, uh, the triple goddess symbol with the crescent on each side of a thank full you, moon. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So like for me, it's just the, the fact that well, for, first off, the high priestess is my tattoo accidentally and that i've just always found whales to be so beautifully deep and like mysterious and like aliens that should not exist on earth because how on earth does their bodies exist in the ocean 
Like, they're mm. literal aliens. Like, you don't, you haven't researched them like I have. They're literal <laughs> aliens. Like, like it's, you don't have to be scared of any other, like, outer space alien. It's the whales, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just, like, mm. reading the songs and, like, the mystery surrounding them. So, I, that, to me, is, like, how the high priestess in this deck is just like indulging the mystery and going deeper into things that are unknown that you're the only guide there sort of. I fully appreciate that and agree with all of that. And <laughs> I love that they gave them like extra eyes, um, oh, yes. which like heads up if extra eyes on things freak you out, this deck is not for you. Um, but most things have faces. That's nice. The only thing yeah. that's so far is that sun card, but we found its face. It's in the little Because <laughs> right. Andy got jokes. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I love that they are, like you said, in the clouds because it's just it's so surreal, and I feel like it's encouraging us to go places that we maybe normally wouldn't. And with the high priestess being so encouraging to like dive deeply when maybe we're naturally averse to doing so. It's like, we don't belong down in the depths. What are you talking about? It's like, well, the, uh -huh. the whales doesn't belong in the clouds and yet they're there. So get off your ass. Yeah. Aww. You know, I like that. That's cute. and then my last one, it's probably a pelican, but in my head, in my head cannon, it's a goose. Okay. Okay. It's the judgment card that has the three trumpet flowers for a face. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> it's freaky and a little scary, but in like a good way. Because mm -hmm. um, usually we have like, you know, an angle from on high blowing on a trumpet. Right. Um, right. And in this card, we have this bird like feathers, uh, wings outstretched, blaring its trumpet face thing. And there's like skulls around its feet in the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. I, <laughs> judgment cards usually bore the shit out of me because angles. Oh, right. Um, yeah. But this really weird like dark fantasy ver uh, bird going on mm -hmm. is um it's a good time i love the dark feathers and just yeah it's not deeper than that <laughs> yeah oh, that's, that's fun. it doesn't have to be deeper than that. <laughs> just love it for what it is okay uh and that was your last card yes okay so i have seven more <laughs> that, Work. that we did not cross over with okay so first was the fool and the fool is like a mouse that's like kind of it, from the, like the first glance of things, it looks like it's walking like, like on the edge of a cliff, but then at the edge of the cliff, it's actually like a snake head on the other side, and you can see it's like walking on a snake's body. First of all, you, I like I don't know whether to read this as like you're a fool for bringing a snake along on your journey, okay, or if it's just the fact that he's just not watching where he's going. Does that make sense? So, like, I wonder that as like, well. Yeah, so I think it could be probably read both ways. I guess depending on the question. Like, you know, who, who are the companions on your journey? What are you walking into? What are you not seeing? So I think this is a more, like, lots of fool cards are very, like, happy. And this one has, like, a happy tone on it if you look at it from, like, the, the top up. But then the top down is a little <laughs> more, like, 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 watch out. So I almost picked that one as well. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like that sort of, like, no matter what deck you choose, it really depends on the artwork, the tone of the reading as well. Mm -hmm. You pull out certain cards. So I kind of like that sort of thing. Because, like, in the normal fool cards, they're like, oh, you'll fall down. I'm like, now you're going to fall down. I'm clumsy. Like, what else do you expect <laughs> from me? So I like this darker tone <sighs> to the fool, like, as, like, a, like a, like a watch out. What's the, what's the, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, a cautionary card, I guess? Yeah, I could see that. So, that yeah. works. Um, my next favorite was the devil, because I just love good devil imagery. And this one, well, first of all, the devil looks like it's wearing, like, like a 
not really like it's like a very big skull with giant ram horns on the side and then like i guess antelope horns on the top mm-hmm, i think so i guess i would differentiate it's like a human skull it looks like but also that they were like there's like a belly belt like a jeweled belly belt like around like, the crown of the jewel it is giving That's fashion like devil, right <laughs> it's like a very fashion forward devil and i love that so much <laughs> I just, I just appreciate a devil who's here to have a good time. And that's all. That's absolutely. And they, at least I think they've done the same thing with this deck as, uh, Megan Weirweeden of the creeping moon did with the anima Mundi tarot, which is that I don't think there's any other human element like in the deck. And so for the only human card to be the one that's like shackling and oppression and vices, I'm like, Uh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Read. that sounds about right. Love that. <laughs> Read us for filth. I'm totally fine with that. Let's just give me more animal deck. I'm fine. Just make me the, make me the villain. I'm ready for it. <laughs> we done been new. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I also love the moon card because it's not because what was there was one card in the deck that looked like more of like the moon traditionally would look. I think it was like in a minor suit. Like I think maybe bloom somewhere. Um, but the moon here is like a, is it a bear skull maybe? That's what I was hoping you would know. Cause I was like, is this a bear, a wolf, a dragon? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a wolf skull cause it doesn't look like a dog face. And this is where I want the guidebooks and that's <laughs> the art choices. Just tell me what's on the card. And so maybe we'll ask T, we'll ask T. We'll ask T. I, I could see, I could see a bear making sense yeah. with the moon because of, um, uh, yeah. Ursa, whatchamafuck in the sky. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that would be more of a star situation, like but a, like a like a coin that has like a half moon face on it. I guess. I'm wondering if this is pulled from some sort of like folklore mythology or something. Oh, maybe because I mean, because I know that the moon in the traditional RWS has like a face in it as well, but it looks like a coin in the mouth. So anyway, mm-hmm. I just think it's a really cool depiction of the moon and like the not even mysteriousness, but the dangers that you get, can be found in the moon. Yes. So again, like the fool's card, that sort of like cautionary tale of like being out in the wild and dark is more comes through than like in the traditional moon card where you have like a little bit of light and like some lobsters and stuff. So. <laughs> some lobsters. <laughs> some lobsters. <laughs> uh, my next favorite is the three of plumes. So the three of swords. And I just like yeah. it because like the heart is like an anatomical, beautifully like designed heart with three arrows pierced through it. And I just like it. It is, is my like I just like it card. It is very pretty, and we stand a just like it card. Yes, we do stand just like it cards. Um, uh, seven of blooms, which is the seven of cups card, has a giant eyeball in the middle with a like a quasi open bloom. So there's still like some hidden like drops of water in within the plumage. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> what am I looking for? In the, the, not the leaves, what's, what's the... Petals? There we go. I was like, <laughs> I knew I was searching for a P word somewhere. Okay. So within the petals, like there, it's not fully open bloom. So there's like water droplets inside of the, of each petal. And like the, in the center, there's an eyeball. So I really like that, how that leads to like a mystery of like seven of like cups in decision making kind of like. Are we going to open up our flower? Are we going to keep it closed? Or, you know, is this eyeball here for looking at me for a reason? Are we going to ignore the eyeball? <laughs> that one is really cool. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a mind fuck to look at. Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
Um, my second to last card is the Ten of Balloons, which is a beautiful, I believe it's a Japanese magnolia. It looks like a tree magnolia um, with a one singular, like, water droplet inside the center with, um, like, rainbow sort of effect on the outside of it. And it's so just pretty. So beautiful. And I just love that, like, to, in the fullest of, the, of its suit, of being like the Ten of Cups, like, it's like the fullest blossom that's open and ready and just itself and i just i just like that idea and that concept of the through the entire suit the depending on where the bloom is the yeah the bloom is in its like openness kind of helps like direct the meaning of the card as well i totally agree yeah there's for a deck that i think at first glance can look not pippish because it's not like we're looking at you know just six swords in a row or seven wands and that's it but like right can give that similar energy where i think people can panic when there's not uh -huh. like a full scene um right. i feel like a lot of the cards still give you plenty enough to work with if you actually stop to think about what you're looking at like uh -huh. on the two of bones which is the two of pentacles we have the little infinity symbol at the top like you get in the rws but then mm -hmm. there's like a left side of a jawbone and then a right side and they're not connected anymore mm -hmm. and so oh, yeah. that like conveying a need for balance between the two sides i think uh -huh. works i think that's just really easy to pick up and yeah. work with and there's a lot of cards that are like that yeah it's a very like it's minimalist and it doesn't give you too much but it gives you just enough to go on what your thoughts are yes like, to guide you if it makes any sense. or like the three of bones which is the three of pentacles which we have often like working with our peers and like uh, collaboration and things like that. It's what looks to be a femur attaching to like, what is it? A tibia. Um, yeah. And I love that for the three of pentacles, because it's literally the focus is about how these different parts articulate together to get something done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It's just, it's a very, very smart deck, but a lot of people miss out on it because it's, it's, they're too afraid to indulge. Does that make sense? They're kind of like too afraid to think deeper and consider things. They just want an answer immediately instead of allowing that intuition to sort of like work for them. And I could, I mean, I get that like at the same yeah. time. Cause like every time I buy a deck, I don't want to have to sit down and get to know it necessarily. Sometimes I just want to buy it like the way it looks and use it straight out of the gate. Yeah. Um, but I do think this is one that is totally worth taking the time to get to know a little bit. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and my last card is the Queen of Blooms, which is an octopus <gasps> yes. in the middle of the bloom. And I just like the fact that, like, octopus are just like whales, where they're just so small, <laughs> so, like, in, like inventive and so like scatteriastic, where they're like going to get out of a situation in any way possible, like holding their bodies into like the smallest tiny little spaces <laughs> to get out. Like, I'm obsessed. <laughs> So I just love that the Queen of Wounds comes up like in this fashion because a lot of times we put like the, the Queen of Drama is how like the Queen of Cups is <laughs> depicted a lot. But yeah. there's like this creative ingenuity to this Queen of Cups that I just love a lot. And so well done. I'm just I just enjoy this deck. It's such a I can't It's I first of all agree with everything you said about the Queen of Blooms. When I was looking through again like hunting down the cards as you were talking about them. I passed oh, yeah. that one. And then I passed the King of Blooms as well. And for each of them, I was just like, oh, each of these could have been in the, right? <laughs> in the top right? 10. Right? It's just all so good. 
it's also good. Do you have like any it cards that were like, eh, this doesn't quite fit the vibe that I was hoping for or anything like that? I mean, not really, honestly. Yeah, um, I don't have any either. I think the ones that don't make sense, you have to sit with in this deck. Yes, fully. And there are some that I used to have headcanon meanings for that I've kind of forgotten, but I know if I like spend time with it or look at yeah. Cosmic Creeper's video on YouTube. Oh, right, right. Like it's out there. The information's out there. Right. But uh, nothing feels like nothing looks icky. Like, like, you know, we're saying like, if you have an aversion to random eyeballs, then that might creep you out. Or like that one seven of blooms, seven of cups card, Mm -hmm. I could see activating somebody's, um, What's the phobia of holes? Yeah, of holes. Yeah, that, that's the trichophobia. Is that what it's called? Th- oh, no. Oh, oh Rico? No. I think oh. it was something similar to the first thing you said, if not that. Tri- something with a T-R-I-C in right. there somewhere. Let me, see. Let me see if I can. Let's see. Phobia of holy things. <laughs> uh, oh, trichophobia. That is a $30 word. But, but yes, that. Good that, job. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, I could see, I could see that mm-hmm. activating for some people. But like otherwise, yeah. it's just nothing feels thoughtless. Everything is really well illustrated. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our show. Thank you, Logan, so much for being on the podcast with me. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, it was so fun. Without Holly <laughs> having to call me, going like, "Get off the line." <laughs> <laughs> not that she would anyway <laughs> she probably just called to join us so don't forget to send us your questions we still have like two more weeks of holly on vacation uh i'm seeing her like in three days so i'm sure we'll have like a little bit of a tidbit for us to release during the midweek episode for you like this little bonus um but please send in your questions because we're running a little low now so you can find all our contact information and question submission form at wileytarot.com. You can find um, the podcast on Instagram at wileytarot. And me, I am still Celestial Esther. And Holly is at Holly Enchanted. And Logan, where can we find all of your decks and all of your stuff? You have YouTube, you have Instagram, all the things. Tell us. Okay. Um, I am at Lark and Legend on everything. <laughs> uh, YouTube, Instagram, Etsy. Uh, it's all there. Um, and, and I tell us about your decks. What oh, decks do you have? Okay, so I I launched my first deck like a very what was it like three years ago or something? Precious mm-hmm. Possums Lenormand, which is scenic so and silly opossum themed deck. Um, I also have the Pink Sugar and Black Salt Lenormand decks, which are like twin decks. One is dreamy and Sailor Moon inspired, and the other one is black, and they both have rainbow foiling. Um, mm-hmm. I also have a Black Salt Tarot deck, which is black backgrounds with silver holographic foil artwork. It's very whimsical and playful and geek culture inspired. Thank you. Um, I have the Lilac Lenormand, which is a fully illustrated Lenormand deck that was also inspired by like geekery and anime and manga and stuff. And then this summer, May 23rd, I will be launching the Black Salt Oracle deck, which will be uh, glitzy and rainbow iridescent and uh it's just gonna like kind of look at i don't know mundane items in the house outside of the house and you know see what kind of little magical guidance we can get from things like 
uh, lightning rods or uh, pasties. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite cards. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. I can't wait, Logan. You're genius and I adore you so, so much. So thank you for taking time out of your day to come and spend with me and to like reschedule everything after my I ate some dog hair. Okay. Like, first of all, ditto on all of the points. Thank you so much for having me. And secondly, that is like the most misleading way to introduce that piece of information. Why would you? Why? I just thought it was just have you know two different occurrences. Well, then yesterday I, I had eaten things. I had drank so much stuff. Like I was gargling salt water, all this other stuff. And then yesterday, suddenly, from the back of my throat comes a dog hair <laughs> from my dog, and I was just like, and twenty minutes later, my sore throat was gone, and I was like, this is what, this is what it fucking was. Was this? It was my whole entire schedule changed because of my dog probably sleeping on me somehow for me to have so much dog hair in my mouth. Yeah, it's a ridiculous problem that just makes total sense, especially knowing like your dogs. Like, (laughs) yeah, they would. Comte would absolutely sabotage me by putting her tail in my mouth because it was it was tail hair. I know what her hair is like. It's tail hair, and she would absolutely sabotage my entire day. So. She did. I mean, she's proven it. <laughs> so, so, and then, and then, and then Wednesday night, I didn't tell you this. They both got into my Advil cold and sinus because I'm having oh, no. Advil cold and sinus because I thought I was having a cold. They got into it and like licked the pack. They like the pack and then licked it. And I was like, guys, I cannot have you trying to kill yourself before I leave on a trip. This is not going to happen. And both of anybody. So, I mean, cries for attention. I don't know what's going on there. I know. I was like, guys. Please keep your shit together. I cannot do this before a trip. I'm so stressed out about this trip. They were like, Holly is out of town. So this means you should be spending all of your attention on us. And we're going to get that attention one way or another. Yeah. You're, you're going to tell us to shut up during your podcast uploads? No, you won't. I'll t- I'll you. Guess who's going to shut up now? I know. <laughs> like. so, okay. Oh, my story, listeners. Thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> 
you can join our Facebook community by searching for Riley Terror Podcast on Facebook or join our Discord server and talk about the Divination RPG. That will also be in the, in the show notes. But uh, and anyway, Logan, you want to start to close us out? Yeah, thank you. It'll be my honor. Um, so thank you all for hanging out with us. And remember to go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you so much. We do. Bye. <laughs> Bye.